This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf. So, you know, the other day I was over at a meeting at JW Pastry in the, uh, I guess, the Woodview Plaza. It's right off Sterling and University in that neighborhood. And I got done in the meeting and I stepped outside and, you know, I noticed a, a shop that I hadn't been in before. It's a, a cigar store. And I myself, I don't smoke cigars, but I'd never been inside a cigar shop. So I, I, I stepped inside and had a conversation with our next guest who happens to live in Cooper City, very close to where I live. So I was pleasantly surprised to hear that. I'm sitting here today with Tim Wyman. And he's with Smoking Daddy Cigar Lounge over in Davie. So, Tim, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Yes, thanks to our listeners for tuning in to learn more about our great community and the businesses that serve us. So, let, let's get into this because I I, uh, I haven't had a guest on the show that owns a cigar lounge, so I'm interested to learn more about what you do. So, please enlighten us. Tell us a little bit about Smoking Daddy. Now, well, that's amazing. We're I mean, we're in South Florida. There's a cigar shop almost on every corner. It seems like. Uh, Smoker Daddy Cigar Lounge. It's a uh, retail cigar shop and a cigar lounge slash beer and wine bar um, in uh, right on the outskirts of Cooper City, right in uh, in Davie. And uh, we do uh, lots of high end cigar events where we bring in manufacturers of cigars and have them display their their products and uh do lots of parties and uh we we it's just a family or a, a fellowship friendship type of place to hang out and have a cigar and watch sporting events and listen to music and things like that so that was one of the things i noticed about the space it was a very welcoming inviting warm environment and for somebody that that really hasn't i guess enjoyed a cigar or or experienced that before if i was going to get into that space. It seems like your establishment would be a fine place to do that. So Appreciate how did, how did you get into this? Is this, I, I I'm guessing that you've always been a cigar aficionado going, going way back, but tell us a little bit about your journey leading up to this and how you started smoking daddy. Uh, I, I, yeah, actually, no, um, <laughs> I picked up cigars late in my career. I did 31 years with the, the sheriff's office in Broward and uh late in my career uh somebody offered me a cigar and i just I, I fell in love with it and the passion for it and it just was an awesome thing to do so when i was ending my career i was going to a different establishment almost daily just to have a cigar at the end of the day and the opportunity came to me uh someone brought me the opportunity saying that this business was for sale would i be interested and I jumped on it. I thought this this is fantastic, you know, being a, a recently retired guy to to be able to go into a, a business like this was something that I actually love to do. It was a, it was an opportunity I wasn't going to pass up. So this is going back. I think you mentioned before we started five years. You opened Smoking Daddy. Was that right? Yeah, it'll be five years in um, in May. I'm sorry, four years in May. Four years in May. So first of all, thank you for your longtime service um, in, the, in the police force. It's fantastic. I always like to thank our, our great service members of our community. I wanted to ask, though, because this is a, it's an interesting transition, right, from law enforcement to entrepreneurship and owning your own business. 
going back to when you started, what was the biggest, I guess, challenge or the biggest, I guess, yeah, challenge is a good word for it. What's the biggest challenge in shifting from working in law enforcement to actually opening your own establishment? Uh, well, that, that's exactly it. It was going from public sector to going to private sector and being your own boss. Uh, you know, that just uh, the business aspect of it, you know, knowing what to do and how to, to run a business. And and, um, and and by the way, you said you like to appreciate, uh, uh, you know, our local first responders and stuff. So do we. we. We make sure that we take care of all first responders that come in there. We have an automatic discount on first responders that come in because the people that serve this community need to be shown respect and, and shown that we care about them. So, um, so we, we take care of that also. Uh, but yeah, going from, going from the rigid structure of a, of a law enforcement, you know, uh, public sector background to being a, a, a business owner was beyond scary of anything that I ever had to do in uniform. I mean, it was, it was, it was nerve wracking and, and, uh, and thrilling and challenging all at the same time. Yeah. That's an interesting contrast, right? 30 years, 30 years in law enforcement. I'm sure you've been in, in some pretty high stress situations and have encountered some serious, possibly life threatening situations, but then you go shift and you start a business and it's a whole nother animal altogether. Right? Well, yeah, those life threatening or, or you know, uh, scary situations last for thirty seconds. This has lasted for four years, and I'm still scared to death. I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. So, what are what are what would you say to somebody out there? I guess maybe some common myths or misconceptions, or, or again, somebody like me that just you know, I don't smoke cigars. I I, I never would have thought to venture into your establishment had it not been for what I do and, and kind of curiosity, I guess, if you will. What would you say to somebody out there that maybe has never kind of done anything like that? I know a lot of people have, a, there's a stigma associated with smoking and people want to get away from that. Talk a little bit about kind of that aspect of what you do. Well, well there's a couple different things. Um, one, when you think of cigar smoking and, and cigar lounges, a lot of people have this misconception that it's just a bunch of old rich white guys sitting around smoking cigars and talking politics and ogling, uh, you know, pretty little bartenders. And that, that actually couldn't be farther from the truth. It, it is as diverse as the, the communities we live in. Um, the largest growing population demographic in the cigar industry right now is women aged 21 to 50. Really? Uh, in 2010, they did a study and found that 1% of uh, the female population smokes cigars. Well, 2022, that was 1.9%. So you don't think that's a whole lot of a jump from 1 to 1.9, but that's over it's 3, double. Million, that's over three million women that have joined the, the ranks of, you know, what we call brothers of the leaf and sisters of the leaf. Um, so that's a really fast growing population. And it's, it's, it, it's adding a great aspect to the cigar lounge. It, it, it brings a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different, uh, personalities into the cigar smoking and the other misconception i would say is going to be uh, cuban cigars you know there's been an embargo on cuban cigars in the united states since the early 60s yet everybody thinks that they're just this gotta have product and honestly there's there's cigars coming out of nicaragua the honduras and dominican republic that that blow away most of your cuban cigars 
but at least once a week I'll have somebody come in going, you got Cubans? <laughs> no, 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 we don't have Cubans. <laughs> but, but let me show you this. And it, it's a great cigar. So many people just don't realize that, you know, that, that there are so many different countries that are putting out great products right now. And, and, and that's one of the things that uh, about five months ago, I brought on uh, a couple partners, you know, with my limited public sector background, there was only so far I could take the business. So I brought on a couple guys that really know the cigar industry and that really know entrepreneurship. And um, Ben and Joe have just been uh, phenomenal in showing me that what I didn't know. Uh, ben has been primarily responsible for curating our humidor um, and making sure that we have not only all the top brand cigars in there, but we got cigars in there now that you're not going to find in most cigar lounges, the, the boutique cigars and the, the, the little known cigars that are fantastic sticks that once you've tried them, you'll, you'll wonder why you, you ever smoked the, 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 uh, the top five products when these things are just fantastic. So he's done a really great job at curating our, our humidor and making it a, a special place to find those sticks. Yeah. It seems like a, a fine art, right? The curating of, of cigars is very similar to, I guess, wine, right? Going out there and, and it's very important to really know what you're doing to get the best product in there. Uh, sounds Absolutely. like you got a good team in place to do that. So that's pretty cool. I want to go back for a second. I'm curious. Why do you think you mentioned about the, the jump in women uh, recently from the demographic 21 to 50? I think you said, why, why do you think that is that there's been such a spike in, in women's interest in cigars? You know, I, I, I wouldn't have the foggiest clue why, <laughs> um, you know, without huge speculation, but it's enjoyable. And I think women are in today's, in today's age, they're saying, why can't I enjoy the things that, that men enjoy just because I'm a woman? If, you know, a, a man goes out and women are picking up golf, they're picking up athletics. Women are, are getting into different careers that, that were previously male dominated careers. They're enjoying what we're enjoying. Why not pick up cigars and try them? Why not come out and, and hang out with your, your husband or boyfriend or significant other and have a glass of wine or a beer and a cigar and hang out and, and, and have a, a social endeavor? And that's what cigar smoking lounges are all about. They're a social endeavor. They are a place for you to come out, hang out with your friends, hang out with your loved ones, have a conversation while smoking a cigar. We like to joke that, you know, we're, we're just a bunch of people sitting around solving the world's problems one cigar at a time because that's all we do is we sit around and talk about, oh, that's crazy, and why are we doing this, and what's this country doing, and who, who are these people thinking? We're just a bunch of guys having fun and, and joking around and, and having a good time. I love it. I love it. Yeah, maybe uh, probably a factor I'd imagine would be the advent of social media and just all this stuff. You see people on social media promoting various things. You see like uh, this is probably not the type of – clientele that you get over there but you see these videos by uh, you know andrew and tristan tate glorifying cigar smoking and you know going to buying ten thousand dollar cigars it just creates a buzz or at least an interest like oh what is that all about so i guess in getting more people to check it out another thing, I, another thing i want to talk about i'm big into plant medicines and natural healing and things like that and i know that tobacco 
against the common belief of most people in a lot of, you know, Native American, Amazonian cultures, a lot of these, um, you know, tobacco is the master plant, right? Tobacco is like the master healing plant. And when used properly and not like cigarette format with the, the way it's been built up in our country, it has very, very wonderful healing properties. Does it not? I, I have no idea about that. I do know this. And, and this was, um, this was actually a pretty funny story that I saw early on in COVID. They looked at, they did a study in France about why, uh, about that, what was determining or causing the, the COVID to hospitalize so many people. And they looked at 3,000 patients in the hospital in, Fran in French hospitals. And they found out that only 1% of them were smokers of cigarettes or of cigars. And they went, they went and did another search or research on that. And they tried to find out what was there something in cigars that was preventing the, the COVID virus from attaching to your respiratory system. Uh, and I've, I've looked and I've looked for that second study, but I, I haven't been able to find it. But it was interesting that they actually they actually saw enough there to convey another study on, on whether that had a, a, a preventative or a uh, medicinal purpose. So I, I don't I don't doubt it. I mean, like I said, a, a lot of these naturally occurring plant medicines, when used properly, have wonderful healing potential and wonderful powers. So I thought that was interesting to touch. So sh shift for a second. Going back, looking through your journey, and I'm hoping maybe you could share a story from law enforcement. I'm hoping. What is maybe one of the most challenging experiences you faced throughout your time in law enforcement? Um, something, an experience that maybe helped shape you to where you're at today or shook you to your core, but now looking back, you can say that you're better off for having gone through that. Is there anything that comes to mind? Not one particular incident, but just in, you know, when, when you're in a, a position where most of the time you're going to be dealing with individuals who are not having a very good day, it, it hardens you and it, and it makes you very suspicious of people's uh, motives and, and attitudes and positions. And I think that the, the biggest challenge for me, especially coming out of law enforcement and going into private business, was learning how to uh, not so quickly do the, you know, look up and down somebody and, and try and, and figure them out real quick type of thing and just allow people to have different personalities and pe people be uh, themselves in, in, in the business. And, and that's something that when, when I bought the business, there were a nucleus of previous customers that were really worried because they didn't know me and I didn't know them uh, of who's the new guy coming in and he's, is he going to keep things the same? And, and that's something that was a huge challenge for, for me is, is to bring my style of, of business into the business without changing the the core business structure that they really liked, the way the business was run and, and how it, the atmosphere in there and keeping that going. And uh, I, I think we did a pretty good job of that and, and made it 
um, successful. And now that we've we've brought on uh, Joe and Ben and and, and Mario, it, it's through the roof. But I'd be remiss to say that it was us that was was doing it. We've actually brought in or, or hired some some of the best people you can. Our, our our employees are phenomenal in creating that service atmosphere that makes you want to hang out and, and enjoy a stick and a, and, and a beer or a glass of wine with us. Um, Melena at the bartending, uh, Paul and, and James running running the cigar end of it. Uh, we just brought on a new bartender, Sammy, and you know that core of, of employees, they're, they're so service-minded and so uh, friendly that it just creates a great environment for people to want to hang out and have a cigar there. Sometimes you want to go where everyone, where everybody knows your name, right? <laughs> no, so, I'm not, no, I'm not changing the name, Jeremy. It's going to stay smoking daddies. It's not changing it to cheers. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so I want, I also want to ask now you said there on the top of the show, you said there were quite a few cigar shops and, and, and people within your industry. Do you have a, a camaraderie amongst your competing businesses? Is it more of a collaborative space? Do you know these other businesses or is it more competitive? How does that um, work for you? No, I don't, I don't know that it's more competitive. I do know that it is a, a very small world. Uh, I went to a cigar event, a uh, four day cigar event down in Miami uh, a couple weeks ago. And it was amazing how many customers I ran down into and, and, and then other shop owners and other uh, and some of the manufacturers were there and things like that. And, and it is it is actually a very small world, the cigar industry, for it being uh, a, a $1.7 billion industry in, in America alone, I believe the, the last number was I saw. So, yeah, you would think that that was a, a, a huge tycoon of industry, and it, it really isn't. It's It's a small world. It really is. So you mentioned you live in Cooper City. You're virtually my neighbor. What do you guys like to do for fun when you're not working? Maybe talk a little bit about your family. Uh, well, we're empty nesters now. Both of my kids went through the, the private school system in, in Cooper City. Uh, my daughter has since moved up to Kentucky, and my son lives over in Tampa. So uh, the wife and I are uh, avid cyclists. You'll see us out there uh usually at Brian Piccolo a couple times a week. And then we ride out into Western on the weekends. Uh, we do a lot of travel now as much as possible. Anyways. Um, I play a lot of golf. God, you got to love retirement. I get to golf two or three times a week. It's a beautiful thing. And then uh, well, re retirement, you're running a business. You're not retired. Come on. So, <laughs> my, so business, uh, my business doesn't open up till 11 o'clock in the morning. Our hours oh, are perfect. So I can let's get talk. in goals. Let's talk about golf because I'm starting to get the itch. I used to play almost every day going back a few years, and I just, I've just i been so busy lately. I haven't played in like six months, but I am an avid – I was an avid golfer. What's your handicap? Uh, 12.2 right now. 12 points? Very, very respectable. Very respectable. Where do you like to play at? Uh, I used to play all over Broward County. I play a lot at Emerald Hills now. Uh uh, Pembroke Lakes is a, a good golf course. I love nice track. Too. Um, Coral Springs Country Club has actually done a lot to, to improve that track up there. It's a lot of fun to play. 
And then, uh, you know, during the summer when the rates go down, I, I don't mind going over to Jacaranda because I love those two tracks over there. It's just during the winter, they're just so expensive to play. Isn't it like $200 to play there during the winter? It's not yeah, right I, now? Well, it's crazy. I, I stopped asking a few years ago. I just figured it's just a waste of my time to call them up and ask what the rates are anytime between uh, November and April. So, um, but yeah, that's that's some great tracks over there too. So pretty much, uh, but, but I, I'm, I'm, very fond of the Emerald Hills track. It's just a really challenging course, and it's a lot of fun to play. And the other thing I like to do when I'm when I'm not working, I like to hang out in my cigar shop and smoke. So you don't hear that often from business owners that in their spare time, what they like to do is hang out at their business. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you when you got a great core of people that hang out there with you, and you know, it's not it's not a owner customer relationship a lot of these people have turned into friends you know and and over the, the the years we just keep adding to the family so it's why wouldn't i want to just hang out there and smoke cigars and you know uh shoot the shoot the proverbial bs with my, my with my friends it's a great thing to do the wife refuses to retire, so it's not like there's anything to do at the house. I might as well hang out there and, <laughs> and smoke a cigar and, and, and have some fun and some laughs, you know? Why not? <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. Definitely. You Do you play – do you try to get out and play, like, every morning or at least five days a week? How often do you go? Uh, two to three times a week. Two to three uh, times out there. Okay. Uh, I have I have a couple other businesses with my brother, so um, – uh, I do a lot of, and both of those businesses are based out of state. So I do a lot of Zoom meetings in the mornings on those. So um, like I have another one half hour after we're done. Uh, so a couple days a week, I have those meetings scheduled. So I can't get out every day because I got to make sure I take care of, you know, the business side of it. Um, but then you know, it's nice to get out. Some retirement running multiple businesses. So what, what are these, what are these other businesses that you're involved with? So we have an Airbnb cabin up in uh, uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee area. Oh, beautiful and then area. We own a property management company out in the Austin, Texas area. So, which is primarily short-term rentals, Airbnbs, Verbos, things like that out in uh, Austin area. Good stuff. Well, I would certainly love to get out and play play golf with you one morning. Like I said, I'm, I'm getting the itch. So if you have an extra spot available one morning, Absolutely. let me know. And I'm, I'm down. I love, Emerald, I'm a, I love Emerald Hills. I might have to go stock up on balls before we head out there because after not playing in six months, I score by how many balls I lose and not by my, my stroke average. But at my yeah. best, I was like a single – I was like eight, eight, oh, eight wow. and a half handicap. But that was yeah. when I was playing every day. So now I, I'd be – hard pressed to break 20 i'd imagine yeah, yeah several years ago i had a shoulder injury and before that i was a i was a 9.7 and you know it's just i don't know that i'll ever get back to that but i'm gonna have a hell of a lot of fun trying so <laughs> absolutely before we wrap up what what's the one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with that you'd like them to know about smoking daddy um great atmosphere laid back a lot of fun Good people, great cigars. Uh, like you said at the top of the, the show, we are in the Would You, Sir, uh, Would you Plaza, 5679 South University Drive. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under Smokin', S-M-O-K-E-N, Smokin' Daddy Cigars. 
and on Instagram. So, you know, come and check us out. We're, we're, we're a great place to hang out and have a cigar. Then that was one of the things, as I mentioned earlier, that I noticed. I do walk into a lot of business businesses and sometimes, you know, you have interesting exchanges and interactions with people. One of the things I noticed in your uh, in your lounge was just a very warm, friendly, welcoming environment. There was just a few folks in there sitting down. They immediately said, oh, go talk to Tim up front. He's the owner. And you were just a, a pleasure to talk to. And then when I found out you lived there in the neighborhood, I, I, I said, I got to get you on the show, man. So Tim, thanks so much for coming on the show. We're going to link in the description below to all of your contact information for listeners that want to learn more and want to come check out what you're adding to our great community. So again, thanks for coming on. And thanks to Thank our you. listeners. Thank you. enjoyable. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And we will catch everyone next time. Everyone have a great day and take care. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to gnpcoopercity.com. That's gnpcoopercity.com. Or call 954-231-3170.